I'm Lieutenant Joe Pangaro. I've been a cop for 27 years. I like to say I got a backstage pass to life. Well, guess what? I got some tickets for you. So come on in, pull up a chair, turn up that volume, and let's go. Chasing Justice is on. Good afternoon, everybody. Let's talk Biden family crime. There's some things about this entire process of how we're looking at this that is frankly frustrating me and annoying me. So before I, I go into that, let me preface let me preface my thoughts there with the outcome. What do I think all of this means? Uh, the Clintons getting away with everything they get away with. The Bidens getting away with everything they're getting away with. Uh, the politicians that get away with, they get away with. The left that gets away with, they get away with. The, the, the burning, looting, destroying, and killing that went on for months and months and months in riots and no one held accountable. But Donald Trump, the orange man, is whether you hate him or not, he is impeached twice on bogus nonsense information. The reporters who reported the nonsense, lies, and information got Pulitzer Prizes. Did they give them back? No, they did not. The Department of Justice has been weaponized. Who do they go after? They go after conservatives. They go after traditional Americans. They go after moms who are trying to protect their children in schools. They go after religious people. They go after all the good and decent people of our society and conservatives. In the meantime, they leave people who blatantly break the law, commit crimes, live a life that you couldn't live, do things you couldn't do without getting yourself locked up. They leave them completely alone. And then they have the gall and audacity to sit back and say, there's not a two-tier system. That's fake. That's made up. That's propaganda. That's right-wing nonsense. It's all nonsense. And I think what it really means, and I know everybody says this is the most important election of our lifetime coming up, and it really has been each and every one. Imagine if Hillary had won instead of Trump in 2016. Imagine uh, what our country would look like now. You think it's a mess now? How much more of a mess would have been then because they would have consolidated their power and used the levers of government against all of us even sooner? At least Trump put a little little bit of brakes on all of that. And you can argue all you want whether you, he's a good man, a bad man, he did this, he did that. He was a good president, and our country was better off with him as the leader. He didn't go after people. He didn't round people up and put them in concentration camps. He wasn't a fascist who took over your life. He didn't destroy free speech. He didn't tax you to death. He didn't let countries run wild. He didn't take bribes from other nations who are our enemies and put us all in danger. He didn't do any of that. What he did is he endangered the political class, the people who really don't care if they're on the right or the left. As long as they get theirs, they don't care what happens to the rest of us. What that tells me very clearly is that all of this worry, that this is the most important election, the most important election, tells me we're all being blinded by, the, you know, the old saying, you can't see the forest through the trees. The America that most of us grew up with, the America that our forefathers fought and died for on battlefields across the world and right here 
uh, on, the, on the grounds of these states, these 50 states of the United States of America, the blood that soaked the land all across this globe for freedom and liberty, and the, the blood that soaked the land of America in our battles we've had here, those days are gone. That country is gone. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. We are too far apart. There's no doubt in my mind about it anymore. Now, does that mean it's the end of the world? I don't know that it means it's the end of the world. It's definitely a different world. Uh, and that's where I can see this is a very important election only because we don't have two parties both fighting for our freedom and for what's best of our people. We have one party that kind of worries about that and the other party that really wants to change America, destroy our traditions, and take away your liberty and give you a European-style socialist life. Now, you can say, oh my God, how could you say a thing like that? You must be a, you must be a crazy person. Do you have more free speech today than you did five years ago? You do not. Do you have more liberty today than you had five years ago? You do not. If you would have said five years ago that they could shut the country down and put people in jail for wanting to run their businesses, you would have thought I was crazy if I said that would have happened. And you know what they say. The chances of something happening are greater when it's happened already once before. So if they could shut us down over COVID-19, and we know all the lies and everything that came out of that, oh, it was a real disease. It really killed lots and lots of people. It was a horrible thing, no doubt about it. But the way we responded to it was not by following the science. We did not follow the science we followed the dictates of government that saw it as an opportunity to control you, to control the economy, to do things that they wanted to do to attack your freedom. And uh, Lieutenant Joe, you gotta be kidding me. What American politician sits around and says, let's take freedom away from people. Uh, do you listen to what they actually say? Do you listen to these groups that protest all over our country, that rip down statues, that rip down our, our traditions, that want to tell you you can't sing certain songs at the holiday time because they mean things that they don't mean? So, do you have more free speech than you had five years ago? How about financially? Are you better off than you were five years ago? Do you have more financial freedom today than you had five years ago? Can you buy a house now as easily as you could? No, I'm not talking to you people. My friends on the left who have lots of money and uh, interest rates at 6 and 7% don't really bother you that much. But for the rest of the country, it makes a big difference whether you can sell your house and go buy another one. I know a lot of people in my area that are saying they would love to take advantage of the high price of houses now and sell their house and then upgrade to a bigger house or a better house, a better neighborhood, a better place, a swimming pool, whatever it is they want to upgrade. They want to take the value out of their house and sell it and go buy something different to go upgrade. And they can't because while they could sell their house for a high price, the houses that they want to buy are also very high in price, but the interest rates on the mortgage they can't afford. They can't afford an extra thousand or two thousand dollars a month 
to get a mortgage at 6 or 7%. Whereas five years ago, four years ago, you could have got a mortgage at 2.5%, 2.8%, 3% maybe. And you could have sold your house and bought that bigger house, that better house, that new location with all the things you've always wanted. And you could have afforded the mortgage. You can't now. Is our country stronger militarily today than it was three years ago? It is not. It is weaker. Are our enemies more emboldened today? And do we stand closer to some kind of a actual hot conflict somewhere in the world that's going to involve the men and women of our, our military forces? We do. We are. Does the world fear us? And I don't mean that that's a good thing to fear us. I mean, our enemies should be afraid of the wrath of America if they do the wrong thing and what we would do. They don't fear us. They don't fear our president. You may not have liked our president three years ago, but he was a competent individual. He could hold a conversation. He could put two sentences together. He was clear on what he would do to our enemies, and they respected that. That's so much today, right? So as we go through this list, for those sitting in your underwear in the basement taking notes about Lieutenant Joe, I'm asking you these questions, and I'm asking you to be honest. It's about policy. It's about how we do the things we do that makes a difference in how our lives will be. And that's why I say, when I look at this, I push the, the, the clouds and the fog away from my eyes and away from the things in front of me, and I realize the fear we all have by saying, this election is the most important one ever. I think, unfortunately, the damage has already been done. And I think the America we all knew as youngsters and we were growing up into is gone. And it is not the America that our children and our grandchildren will spend their lifetimes in. I'm hoping and praying that it is not a bad place for them. I see that it is not a good place for any of us right now. But I can't imagine if we don't put a stop to this, if we don't reverse the course of the policies that we're living under, the socializing of America, the dumbing down of America, the criminalizing, the normalizing of crime in America, the coddling of criminals in America, the emboldening of criminals in America, the open borders that are bringing drugs that are killing our people in record numbers, our children are dying in record numbers because of open borders. The tragedy and the suffering of the people who are traveling to get across those borders are being sold as human slaves, sold into lives of sexual abuse of children because of those open borders. How do you, how do you reverse this? How do you reverse this? How do we convince half the country that the things they know to be bad and wrong are bad and wrong? Because they won't admit it. They won't admit it. If the election was held today, I don't care what the polls say, I think Joe Biden would win again. I think there are enough people out there who are so affected by the mainstream media and the nonsense that they spew every single day, the lies they tell the stories, the things they don't cover 
uh, the spin they put on everything, who believe that uh, w the way it is right now is really good. It's really, this is the best it's going to be, and if we go the other way, it's going to be really horrible. Imagine if we went back to $2 a gallon gasoline, how hard that would be. Imagine if we had the most powerful military in the world again and our enemies stopped uh, taking advantage of us. Oh my God, that would be terrible. Imagine if mortgage rates went back to 3%. My God, that would be devastating to us. We couldn't stand it. Imagine if we had real employment where people had real jobs and had real futures. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine a world that's so horrible as all of that. Because there'd be a man with orange hair at the head of it. And he'd be taking credit. And I can't stand it. I can't allow that. So I will vote for misery, devastation, and destruction. Not only of my life but of my country and the lives of the children of the future generations. Now, a lot of you are probably saying, gee, Joe, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty drastic talk. We haven't heard you speak like this in a long time. Well, I've been trying to sort through it. I've been trying to, to think through it and try and realize this is the most important election ever coming up, and this is going to be great because, you know, Trump's going to be reelected and he's going to fix everything. Do you really think that the swamp, and I mean on both sides of the aisle, because uh, there's a couple of good Republicans out there that got some backbone and some chutzpah, and they're willing to do the right thing and try and do the right thing, but they're totally outnumbered by the rhinos, by the Mitt Romneys uh, out there in the world. Uh, they, they're just all, they're just all um, socialist lights. They got their good lives, and they don't care about you. They're not, what are they, they're going to take a stand and they're going to undo this stuff and not get invited to the cocktail parties and have the press say bad things about them? They're never going to do any of that. What are they going to do? The day Trump takes the oath of office and is reelected and brought back as the president of the United States, they're going to start hearings to go after him because you know what? He didn't pay a parking ticket in 1972. He should be impeached. It's going to start all over again. The daily media onslaught and lies. There'll be some other uh, made-up thing that he did. Do you know that he colluded with the Maldavians and he said that he wanted to buy gold at a dollar less than everyone else? We got to impeach him. They will immediately begin to attack him. They will attack his agenda. Um, the rhinos in the party, in the Republican Party, will back away from him. They will step away. Matter of fact, they'll probably lead the charge to attack him, uh, to get rid of him. They're not going to say, okay, this is, this is our last chance to fix our country, to save traditional America. They're not going to say, well, we better... Because if they would, they would be doing it right now. They would be standing up right now. They're not standing up right now. You have a couple of people. You have a couple of people in the Congress who are, who are trying to do the right thing. They're having committees. They're having hearings. Can you imagine... Can you imagine any time in our history when you had as much evidence as we have now that the Biden family is corrupt and is compromised to countries around the world that are absolute enemies, that they've made millions of dollars from our enemies and people would just look the other way? would not realize the danger that that is, do not see the coming catastrophe because of that, 
Do you imagine a day that you would have whistleblowers? Because remember, we love whistleblowers when they tell us stuff about Donald Trump, when they make up things about Donald Trump with no evidence. You know, whistleblowers, whistleblowers who won't come forward with their name, whistleblowers who are uh, in 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 speech speech only. You don't see them, you don't know them, you can't ask them questions with no evidence. They love those whistleblowers. But here we have dedicated government investigators from the FBI, from the, um, from the Department of Justice, and from the IRS that are coming forward with credible information about corruption like we have never even imagined in our government and in our president and in our White House. And our news media, the bulk of the news media, will not even look at it. That you don't have one reporter coming forward going, you know what? This is worse than Watergate. Remember Trump? Everything Trump did. This is worse than Watergate. Oh, my God. He had a phone call. And he got impeached, impeached over a phone call when he talked to the president of Ukraine and said, hey, I heard there was all kinds of corruption and stuff going on with this Biden guy. You better look into it. And the media and our friends on the left lost their minds. He's trying to use the power of his office to go after a, to go after Joe Biden, to go after people. Right? In the meantime, our friends on the left who were in power, Joe Biden's in power, he's indicted the man on three different things. And there's probably going to be fourth or a fifth. So they impeached him twice. They've indicted a former president on very very weak grounds because you know what if i follow somebody around i can find enough to lock them up within 12 hours i can find enough to lock people up for committing crimes that's just an old saying in law enforcement follow somebody long enough you'll find what they're doing wrong they impeached this guy twice now they've indicted him three times they're putting him on trial in the middle of an election and everybody just sits back like well this is this is he does he deserves it the media he deserves, he's right he should go to prison we do not see, we do not see the damage that this causes to our country, that we go after our political opponents, we use the power and the strength of the government and of our legal system and our justice system to go after a political opponent, and they're not even hiding it anymore. They're going blatantly after him. Meantime, we have this actual evidence actual evidence that needs to be explored and investigated about President Biden and his activities, there's not one call for an investigation. Remember remember Nancy Pelosi? Well, uh, you know, with the Trump, we, 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 have, we just have to look at it. It's not our fault. We, it's right in front of us. We have to look at it. We have to look at the corruption. We have to look at what he did. And they were making all that up. Where is she today? Where's all her friends today going, wow, look at this. This is kind of real stuff about Biden. We have no choice but to look at it. They're nowhere to be found. Where's the Senate? Even though the Republicans are not the majority in the Senate, where are they holding press conferences every day? Where are they joining forces with the House Republicans and demanding subpoenas. Where is the impeachment process for Joe Biden? At this point, there's enough smoke to do a real investigation. It really does look like some bad things went on here. 
right? So we were asking in the beginning of this of this uh, segment of our get together today, if you were better off today, if you were safer today, if you had a better military today, if you had better gas prices today, and the answer to all those are no. So let's see if we can think of a few more. As you walk through the streets of any American city today, are you safer than you were three or four years ago? Are your children safer than they were three, four years ago? Can you go to the places you used to go without fear of being robbed, raped, murdered? The answer again is no, 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 no. So in an election gone by many years ago, the question was, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And at the time, the answer was no, we're not. And the country decided to make a big change, to change directions, and to fix things. We are at that moment in history again in our country. Unfortunately, this might be the last time we're in this position to use an election to fix it. Because right now, what's the talk now? The talk is out there that Whatever was done, and I'm not saying the election was stolen. So in your underwear, taking notes, I'm not saying it was stolen. What I'm saying was it was manipulated. Laws were changed. Laws were ignored on votes, right? States that said, you have to sign the ballot. You have to do this to the ballot. Put your address on the ballot before you send it in. Eh, they just somebody Somebody signed it. We don't know who signed it, but somebody signed the ballot, so we're going to count it. In the middle of the night, thousands of ballots shows up. People stop counting. Then thousands show up. The next thing you know, it changes hands. I don't know. I'm not going to say that it was stolen. I'm going to say there was a lot of things that were fishy about it. And when you ask questions about it, you're told to shut up. You can't even look at it. Don't even think about it. We hear a lie that the courts turned Trump's arguments down. No, they didn't. They just refused to hear them. No one actually investigated any of this stuff. So I'm going to say... Joe Biden won. How he won, well, that's going to be for history to determine. But the election that's coming up, it is the most important one. It may be the very last one where we may be able to do something to slow down the destruction of our country. Uh, And if it doesn't go the right way, let me ask you that. If it doesn't go the right way and we don't get a more conservative government in there that protects your rights that ensures that your, your, your rights are looked out for, that free speech is allowed, even if you don't like the speech. If we don't do that, how, how, do, you think it's, how do you think you're going to be four years from now? Hmm? How do you think things are going to be now when this push to shut you up, to silence you, to silence free speech has even more power and impetus behind it? When they decide that, you know what? Maybe it's time for another shutdown. Maybe it's time to go to the schools and tell the parents they have no say whatsoever. Maybe it's time to do all of these things that they've already started right in front of us. They've made it, it, they have made it almost illegal for a parent to say, whoa, wait a minute. I want to have a say about what's taught to my child. You must just hate people. You don't want your children to know certain things. You must hate people. No, no. Uh, I want the schools to teach my child to read and to write and to do arithmetic. I will teach my child what is right and what is wrong in the world. I will teach those things to my child, not the school. Oh, my gosh, you should be thrown in jail because you must hate people. 
we have bastardized our language. We have twisted facts and reality. And we have taken anyone who is genuinely concerned about the trajectory of the country and what's right and wrong. And if you don't see it a certain way, you're bad. You're evil. We'll cancel you. We'll shut you down. We'll put you in jail. We're going to come after your thoughts because we know what you're thinking. Do you think it's going to get better if we lose the next election? And I got to tell you, the reason I come to the conclusion that I think whether we win or, win or lose the next election, America is already gone. And I don't say that lightly. I don't know whether it's going to be a better place down the road or, or a much worse place, but I know it's not good right now. I know it's not the America I grew up in. It's not the America that people fought and died for, that our parents tried to help all of us to have a better life in. It's not that America anymore. So I don't know which way it's going to go. But I know if it continues the way it is, chances are it's not going to be a better one. It's going to be a much worse America for everybody. So how do, how do we do about it, right? I tell you all the time, I don't come up with something if I don't try and come up with a solution. I told you in a previous episode with all the people dying from fentanyl what I would do, right? I would uh, go after the cartels. I'd put Mexico on notice. I'd make sure they jump on board and help us. And I would do what I had to do to stop the cartels from bringing that across the border. I would put up the border wall and I would let people in. I know people want to come here. We need immigrants. We absolutely do. It's good for our country. But they come through the proper channels or they don't come in. You don't just let people come piling in. I, that would stop a lot of the human trafficking. Right? I would go after human traffickers, whether they're Americans or whether they're from other countries. And I would go after them with all the power and strength that I possibly could of our legal system and our law enforcement community. And I would lock them up and put them away. I would protect God's children, right? That's what I would do. So when I look at this and I say, is America already gone? Unfortunately, my friends, I think it is. I think the America that, you know, that we're fighting so hard to protect, how's it going to go back? How are you going to convince the half of the country that not only doesn't want it to go back to that, but they hate you because you do and you don't have any control over it? Can you stand up today... And say what you really believe? Can you say your real beliefs about any of the things going on socially in our country? Or are you, well sure you probably could, physically we can all do it, but can you stand up in the public square and not lose your job? Not be ostracized from any committees you're on? Not be shunned by people? Not be called names? Not be targeted? Not have people damage your house and your car? And come after you. Can you do that today? If you have, if you could say what you want, how you feel about things. No, you can't. You know you can't. That's why you don't. Right? That's why you don't. So, I want us all to think about this. This is the most important election, and like I said, maybe the last election of which we will have any say whatsoever, because history tells us that when people become powerful, all-powerful, they are totally corrupted. We already see a totally corrupt Biden administration, and nobody's doing anything about it. We've seen all the problems. How come we haven't fixed the election problems in the last four years and come up with laws and straighten this mess out? Because it benefits certain people, and that's why we've done nothing. 
So you have to decide, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive this mess? We'll be back in a minute, and we'll talk more about some things. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Okay, so I'm glad we're back. You know, waiting for all of this news to happen, waiting for things to drop, waiting for justice to arrive, it's frustrating. You know, in a recent program, I talked about, you know, this whole hype about the aliens. And what did I predict? I think if you remember, if you listen regularly, you know that what I was saying is going to be a bombshell. It's going to be a bombshell. The guy's going to tell us about uh, alien bodies and where the ships are and all kinds of tech. What did he come out and say? Exactly what I predicted. Well, I've seen a whole bunch of things. I can't tell you about it. The government has bodies and they have, uh, well, they uh, organics. They call them organics meaning aliens, and they have UFO technology, and people have been injured reverse engineering it, but never said what it was. Is it a ray gun? Is it a portal? It's very disappointing. You know, I can't speak in an open forum. Then why the hell did you make a big deal about coming to testify? Now, I granted, the people who came forward, the uh, alien, the alien uh, whisperers, I suppose we could call them, the alien whispers, they're going to come forward. They're going to tell us. They're going to give us the truth so we know what's going on. 
Well, they did that, and they basically said, we know a lot of stuff we can't tell you about. We'll tell you in secret, but we can't tell you here because we're still held by, you know, government confidentiality and this and that and the other thing. Well, that's exactly what I predicted. So while we have two people who have put themselves on the line to testify, to come out and testify, maybe three, I think there was a third guy, to testify to Congress about the... uh, inadvertent airplanes or whatever the hell they're calling them now other than UFOs. I'm going to call them UFOs because that's what they are. So they came out and they testified about all this stuff. And really, we know nothing more today than we did yesterday. No blockbuster. No little green men. No, here's the bodies are at Patterson Wright Air Force Base. You know, nothing like that. In room 307. Nothing like that at all. That's very frustrating. Now, maybe more will come out. I think more is coming out slow and steady. I don't know what it is. We talked about this at length. And I, I, I really don't want to exhaust myself again going through this whole thing. I'm disappointed. The hype that came out with this was that it was really going to be great. So let's turn our attention to another disappointing, mm, disappointing, not disappointing. So the judge in the Hunter Biden uh, cover-up case, and that's exactly what it was. The whole idea here was that they were going to uh, trot him out there with two misdemeanors, when if you had done it, you'd be in prison for felonies, but two misdemeanors and basically a walk on the gun charge, which if you did what he did, you'd be in jail a long time ago, uh, waiting to make bail. I think they did that whole thing so that they could, they, that actually, uh, and a lot of pundits have said it, it's not just brilliance out of my head. A lot of people out there have said, well, they did that because, you know, they could, they could give him a sweetheart deal and nothing's really going to happen to him but they can point to the fact that hey we went after the son of the president and while it is the son of the president who was charged with some things that we could see this whole case is really not about the son of the president now is it no it's really about the president of the united states joe biden and his corruption now i i've heard days and days and days now of testimony from seemingly credible people. You know, at least the whistleblowers from the IRS and the FBI that came out to say, you know, the Bidens uh, colluded with all these foreign enemies of America and got millions of dollars. At least they had some dates and times. At least they had some details they could give us, unlike the UFO guys. Now, the next guy that's going to testify... This is Hunter Biden's best friend, his business partner, someone he really was close with. Uh, So this guy, apparently he's in hiding. He's in hiding until his testimony. Why would he have to be in hiding? Well, you know what? He might wake up one day and decide, I'm going to kill myself. Or he might decide that uh, I'll have a terrific, horrific traffic accident and get killed in an accident. He might decide, I'll take up heroin today and overdose and die. Uh, or, or he might decide, I'll go to the 7-Eleven and accidentally get killed by a robber. You know, So maybe I'll just stay home until after my testimony. What does that say to us? Do we not see the signs in front of our eyes? Right In the course of this, when the whistleblowers were going to come forward, and one of them said they couldn't come forward because they feared for their life. Why would you fear for your life if all you have is lies to tell? There would be no reason for somebody to hurt you because you got lies to tell. Because the media will just say, it's lies. It's lies. There's no proof. There's no proof here of anything. No, it's lies. Why would you fear for your life? Well, the only logical reason to fear for your life is because you had some real information that could really get people in trouble. And therefore, they may go to any lengths to stop you. 
Now, I know immediately people say, you know, there's no way, uh, you know, what is this, a Clinton hit squad? You know, all of this is nonsense. And you know what? I think it, it, because we are not like that, nor do we have the power to do things. You know, if you get ticked off at somebody, they're going to give you up at work that you took an extra 20 minutes at lunch. You're not going to hire somebody or have a team that's going to go and bump that person off so they can't tell about you. We're, we're talking about a world that we really, most of us, know nothing about. A world of, of power, of big-time power, millions of dollars of power, influence, uh, running the government, spreading out trillions of dollars to different people. This is what makes for power. And in those instances, um, there could be people who'd be willing to do those things. I always thought it was interesting. Now, in my life, in my life, and I've been here 61 years, I've been around a long time, I would say I know two people that committed suicide in the course of my entire life. I know one young man who was killed in a traffic accident. I know... Uh, a young man that we spoke about recently who died of an overdose. But I, I don't know, I don't think I know 20 people who died strangely in my life, that were in my orbit, that were part of my world, uh, like the Clintons did, right? Remember, somebody put together that list and it was like 15, 18, or 20 people who died under suspicious circumstances or committed suicide out of, they like, they knew 12 people that committed suicide. Okay, so maybe, maybe in the high pressure world that they live in, maybe people would do that. But how many do you know? That's just like the Bidens. Let's look at them. Uh, how many businesses, how many shell corporation businesses do you have? Do you have one or two? You know, companies that are just companies in name only for you to shuttle money around? Do you have five? Do you have 10? I think the Bidens had almost 20 uh, fake companies to shuttle money around. And you say, that's not to shuttle money around. They're legitimate business people. Well, they don't make anything. They don't do anything with all those businesses. Just money comes in. It gets passed from one business to another. And let's look at the facts. Let's let the, let's let the follow the facts. All right? The facts we've heard about all these shell companies and money, we heard that they created all these shell companies because once the money gets in there, It'll take you 10 years to figure out how it moved around, which is really true. All right, so there's a reason to have that many companies. You can you can keep your hands off, right? Anybody ever hear of La Cosa Nostra, organized crime, the mafia? Well, do you think that the leaders of the mafia are the ones who go out and do the dirty work? Do you think they're the ones who put their hands on the cash and shuttle it from one place to another? Are they the ones who move the gambling money around? No. There's people that do that so that the people at the top don't have their hands on it. They pay other people handsomely to take those dangers upon themselves. Well, that's exactly what you have in what you're looking at here in the Biden family is an organized crime family. They all have their role to play. They all have their their way to give Joe plausible deniability because he is the, the one that makes it all happen. If he didn't have governmental power, then there would be nothing for them to peddle. There'd be no influence for them to peddle. But we see all this right in front of our face, and I've been listening for, for weeks now. And I listen to the whistleblowers. I listen to Comer talk about the bank accounts that he found and all this money moving around. We hear that there's, there's people in Ukraine who have said certain things. Now, maybe there's tapes. Maybe there's not tapes. Well, where's the tapes? Where's the tapes? Uh, if there are tapes, let's hear the tapes. So this uh, this guy who's going to uh, 
testify, and I wish I could remember his name. I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me right at the moment. You know, Lieutenant Joe has a lot of things going on here, so I'll try and get that information for you. But you, we all know who I'm talking about, right? Hunter Biden's associate. This guy's going to testify, and apparently he's going to say things to, along the line of, yeah, I was there. I was there when Hunter put his father on the phone. I knew his father was on the phone. He spoke to people. He's going to directly connect uh, Joe Biden to this corruption. Now you say, oh, that's hearsay. Well, and you're right, and it's not a court of law. This is what you would use to develop um, reasonable suspicion. That's the first level. Reasonable suspicion. So let's look at that. Is it suspicious having all of these um, offshore or, or all of these businesses, these shell businesses? That's suspicious. It is. That is. Let's mark that down. That's suspicious. Number two, they have all these contacts with all of these countries and governments that are sending them millions of dollars and they have no specific business. They don't make widgets. They don't make copiers. Uh, they don't go in and do legal business for people. Um, so th is that suspicious? Yes, yes, it's, it's suspicious. Is it suspicious that we have whistleblowers coming forward saying that the, uh, the fix was in, in many different things uh, involving the Bidens and the investigation? Yes, we have that, So, and it's suspicious, and it seems reasonable. So let's get to the next word, reasonable. Is it reasonable to think that somebody would engage in this kind of behavior? Yes, it's very reasonable. If you go back in the archives of this program, years ago, when all of this was coming out, and there was quite a few, and I think it was Nancy Pelosi, and it was Biden, and it was a few other politicians, and I'm going to say there's people on the right, too. There's no, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, picking on, the, on our friends on the left here exclusively. Uh, the people on the right, they go to Congress, and they make uh, 75, 80, 100, 150, maybe 200,000 a year, and after 10 years in Congress, they would have, have earned $2 million. That's a lot of money, but over the course of 10 years, that's 200000 Well, you have to have a, an apartment or a house in Washington, and you have to have one back in your home district. You have to fly back and forth. you got to feed yourself. You have to pay a staff, all that. That money goes very quickly. How fast does your paycheck go? Right? So think about that. So while you might not make 200000 you might say that is an incredible amount of money, and it is. I can tell you it's not that much money. Okay, It's a lot of money, but it's not that much money. So after 10 years of making 200000 you will have earned $2 million. And you had to have two homes, travel, food, staff, and all of that. Where do you get the money to buy a 5 6 or $7 million home on the beach? Where do you get $2-3-4 million to buy another mansion in Delaware? Where do you get the money to buy millions and millions of dollars worth of equipment and, and, and property and other things on 200000 a year? Is that suspicious? Yes. Is it reasonable that somebody would have that lifestyle? No, not on $200,000 a year, right? So when you put all this stuff together, you have reasonable suspicion. It's reasonable to think something is up here. It appears by the, uh, you know, in, in civil court, we do the preponderance of evidence. You know, uh, we look at it and it looks 51% uh, more like something's wrong then it's not, right? And then we would, uh, that's how they deal with things in, in civil court. In criminal court, for a conviction, right, we know you need, um, you need beyond the reasonable doubt. You know, it has to be really concrete. But in between there is after reasonable suspicion, we develop probable cause. Probable cause means when all the factors are put together, 
there is an appearance of impropriety, there's appearance that laws were broken and that an individual broke them. Well, we can all open our eyes and look at this. And the same people who were saying that a phone call by a president of the United States is worthy of an impeachment uh, and, and to throw him out of a president who has the Presidential Papers Act or whatever it's called that has a right to have these papers, has have the uh, FBI uh, conduct a, an armed raid at their property and take these things, indict the individual and lock them up when the other guy, you know, the current guy, Joe Biden has not just boxes in his in his estate. He's got them in several different places, and he had no right whatsoever as senator or as vice president to control those documents. But, as people have pointed out, how many leaks are there about the Trump uh, activities, right? To, to, to change the news feed, to, to make an opinion about him. How many leaks are there about the Biden things? You wouldn't even know that there's an investigation going on about the uh, the, the Joe Biden uh, papers because there's no leaks, there's no commentary, there's nothing. How come how come they didn't show up to his house with um, with armed FBI agents or to, to a hunter's place? Oh, oh, I know. I know why they didn't because the FBI and the DOJ tipped off Hunter's attorneys that they were going to go to his storage bin or they were going to go to his house and they were going to search it. So it gave him time to move things. So... The reasonable suspicion that crimes have been committed, that there's criminal activity afoot, as they would say, is overwhelming in the Biden case. It's overwhelming. And when you look at the facts, the shell companies, the payments, the informants, the whistleblowers who have come forward and been named under oath, you put that all together, now you have probable cause. And probable cause, if nothing else, to conduct a real investigation. Now here, here's the out actually for the Bidens. Here's the out. We have one year uh, from now. Uh, we're going to do the uh, the election a year, well, a year, a year and a couple of months from now. So they have to put off anything bad happening for 18 months. So one of the best things that Merritt Garland could do to help Joe Biden and all his associates would be to appoint special prosecutors because number one first of all do you think he's going to appoint a uh, uh, an unbiased prosecutor or do you think he's going to appoint a prosecutor a special prosecutor who's going to be very favorable to the bidens very favorable to our friends on the left of course that's who he would pick and how long do those special prosecutor investigations take well let's look at trump's they picked prosecutors who were totally anti-Trump, anti-Republican, anti-conservative. They picked that. And how long did the Mueller investigation take? That took three years. And it could have been settled right away. There was no evidence of anything happening. Then we have special prosecutors who were looking into um, other Trump things. And they, they're dragging it out. They're dragging it out. We have a special prosecutor looking at the Joe Biden uh, secret documents he had. We're nowhere near hearing anything about that. You can push things off for two, three, four years with a special prosecutor. John Durham, special prosecutor. Uh, what was he, four, four and a half years to get his lackluster report, which did point out some good things, but really. So if they want to put an end to this, because if Congress 
decides to do an impeachment, they do have more powers now uh, when they do that to to bring in more people, to drag in more facts, to get more evidence that they than they could get currently. But you want to put an end to that whole thing? You come out and you say, you know what, I'm appointing three special prosecutors to look into uh, a potential corruption, uh, into Hunter Biden's illegal activities and this, that, and there you go. There's, there's a minimum, minimum two, if not three years of investigation, which gets everybody through the election, Joe Biden's uh, re-election. And then he gets into the White House, and what's he do? This has been a witch hunt against my son and me for the past 10 years, and I am going to therefore pardon us of any and all potential crimes now, in the past, or in the future. And that's the end of it. Now, oh, come on, Lieutenant Joe, they would never do that. No, they would never do that. They would never do that. They would never uh, change the laws of an election. They would never... um, indict a former president over nonsense. They would never indict or impeach a president over a phone call. They wouldn't impeach a president over a fake, um, a fake uh, collusion. They would never go to social media knowing that the laptop from hell was real, filled with real damning information and tell them all it was fake. They would never go out and and insist that it's uh they, they, we we don't know we wouldn't have we wouldn't have fifty one intelligence people signed a letter saying that it's Russian uh, interference when everybody knew at the time that it was absolutely a real laptop with real information and real things on it real damning things you see this is what. This is what frustrates somebody like me, someone who cares about justice. And I have said all along, again, go back and listen to previous shows. I said that if Trump actually did the things they accused him of, then he should be impeached. He should be indicted. He should be removed. He committed crimes. But he didn't. And they did that to him anyway. Now we have someone from the left who has easily crossed the threshold of reasonable suspicion into probable cause now and nothing absolutely nothing and our friends in the media you know the people who used to report things before they became pravda you know where where are the young reporters going oh my god this this looks bad it smells bad there must be something we can investigate nothing nothing the new york times doesn't even make mention of these things all it is is Trump this, Trump, 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 right? Um, really, really crazy. So when we look at these things, you say to yourself, there is no justice. And I had said that I believe we are we are in a, and, and Mark Levin, the great one, I'll give him that. Mark Levin said we are in a post-constitutional America. I think we're even further past that. Um, I think we're even further past out because we're, we're not in a position to, to put this genie back in the bottle. How do we do it? How do we do it? So I wanted to talk about that because that was on my mind. It was bothering me. Uh, we get no information about the aliens. I can't talk. I can't say nothing in public. Why the hell can't we get this information? I'm adult enough to know that if there are aliens and they're coming here, then tell me about it. What do they want? Where are they from? Can they help us cure cancer? Can they help us uh, create a, uh, uh, a way to explore the galaxy so that we can find other places to go? Let's find out, right? If they wanted to take us over, they probably would have by now, right? Because that's the history. When any group um, or organization goes to another place and they want to conquer it, that's usually what happens, 
right? We saw saw this all across Europe and Asia and Africa. Uh, we saw it here with uh, with the Native Americans. One group overtook another group, uh, imprisoned them, killed them, took their stuff. This is the nature of humanity to do this. When uh, when the when the uh, Europeans came here to America, they took over the Indians, right? They attacked the uh, the Native American population and took their stuff. That is the nature of aggressive life. Now, maybe if there are aliens out there and they're here, uh, well, they certainly haven't given us a cure for cancer. They haven't told us how to get off the uh, the fossil fuels, and they haven't helped us with nuclear power in any way. Uh, I don't know what they're doing uh, here if they're here, but uh, maybe they're like Star Trek, and they have a, uh, a prime directive that says they cannot interfere with the life where they go. They can just observe, right? Who knows? But we get no information out of that. Now we got uh, we got this 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 crime right in front of us. We can do nothing about, and it is very, very frustrating. So I'm glad I got that off my chest. Now, next thing I'm going to talk to you about, you know, and this is going to seem like a departure, but it's also about scams. There's a lot of scams out there. Um, I know. Uh, People will send you phishing, right? We know what a phishing expedition is, P-H-I-S-I-N-G, phishing. That's when you get an email or a text or something that appears to look like it's coming from a legitimate company, like maybe one of your credit cards. Say you have a um, a Visa card from whatever bank you have, and you might get a, a, a an email that looks really legitimate and says, hey, uh, we've detected, we think, some um, some fraud on your account. Uh, can you click this link, go in and put in your account information so that we can verify that it's you? Now you say to yourself, in this day and age, you would probably know that no bank would send you a blank thing like that. Um, but I can tell you, here's the danger. Anything that tells you to click on a link and follow it, that's the fraud. So you do, you click on that link because you want to go fix your credit card. You don't want to get, get scammed, right? So you click the link. Now they have access back into all your information. Then you go and you put in your information. You know, please verify your account number. Please verify your address, right? You put that all in there. Now they have all your information and now they fraud you and they clean out your bank account. Now, my father-in-law, Ted. Hey, Ted, how are you? Ted's listening. Ted's the number one fan here. Uh, he loves the whole station, listens all the time. Um, Ted had a, a scam like that come through, and he caught it. He caught it because Ted pays very close attention to all his bills and everything, and he caught the scam. My daughter uh, was recently scammed big time. She noticed some fraud on her uh debit card right she was looking at her statement and she noticed some fraud so what will you notice well a lot of times if you use your credit card somewhere to buy gasoline at a bank at a restaurant and the people that have um have access to your credit card or your debit card write down your what's on there your account number right the date of expiration and the cvv code the little number on the back of the card isn't that all the information when you make a purchase uh, over the phone that they ask you for to verify it's, it's a good card? Well, all they got to do is copy that information down. They make purchases uh, and they have it shipped somewhere to some bogus address where they're waiting for it. And they say, oh, what's the account number? What's the expiration date? And what's the CVV? If you have the CVV, that tells them, oh, this is legitimate. You have the card. And they do a, what's called a direct debit to your account. Normally, 
what these people will do is if they get con- if they get uh, connection to your account, is that they will do a purchase or a, or a run for a dollar or five dollars. The reason they do such a low number is because they figure maybe you won't notice it. And if the dollar goes through, that tells them that they have access to the account. So once the dollar goes through, boom, then they start hitting the account and, and buying big things or taking cash and this and that. So my daughter noticed some fraud or what appeared to be fraud, just like that, a dollar, two dollar purchases on her debit card. Uh, so she called and reported it to the bank. And the bank says, okay, we're going to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a freeze on things and we'll start investigating. Well, later that day, she gets a text message from the bank that says, hey, here's the code uh, so that we can verify it's you while we're dealing with this. And then somebody called her and said, hi, we're calling from the bank. We sent you a code uh, to verify it's you. What's the code number? She gave it to them. And that was what the code they needed to get into her account. And they cleaned it out. Now, luckily, she caught that too. And she went to the bank and the bank did a very good job. They, uh, They ended up getting all the money back. And these things happen every single day. So if you ever get an email or anything from any of your your banks, your your mortgage, anybody, nobody sends you stuff like that. Nobody calls you on the phone and asks for things. They will send you a hard copy letter through the mail and then you call them directly with the number you have. So I found out about this because I noticed on my business account, a dollar to make a purchase. And I said, wait a minute. Then I saw four purchases made today for things that I did not buy. And I ran down to my bank and they said, yep, somebody got into your account and uh, we froze up all the account. We had to change everything. So these people are out there, scams, frauds, and cheaters. And I want you to pay attention to that. So look, look at your bank statements and look for a little dollar purchase from something you don't know what it is, or from a restaurant, you don't know what it is, or a package delivery or something that you didn't order. For me, it was easy. I haven't used my business debit card uh, in the last couple days, except I went on a business dinner last week in the city of Philadelphia, and I used it for parking, and I used it for dinner, and then I got hit four times, so it was either in the restaurant or in the parking machine or something, so they're out there. These scams are out there. All right, my friends, listen, I love being here with you. I'm glad you're out there. Let's open our eyes to the world. Let's pay attention. Look for scams and look for things right in front of your face. Be prepared for the future because uh, hard times are coming if we don't all stick together and want to be Americans uh, and and get past this nonsense because people want to do bad things. All right, this is Lieutenant Joe saying, hey, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. We'll see you down the road.